Hello and welcome to the Caring Support Podcast, your healthcare podcast that cares and the show where we dive deep into the world of healthcare and explore the incredible stories and experiences of the unsung heroes who work tirelessly to keep us healthy. I'm your host, Kaylee, and I couldn't be more excited to embark on this journey with all of you today because we have the amazing rock star, Dr. Madhumati Singh, healthcare administrator at Health at Youthdale Treatment Center. Welcome. We're very excited to have you here today. Thanks, Kaylee. I'm excited as well. Yeah. So why don't we just jump in and you can tell us a little bit about yourself. What got you to who you are today? Okay. So as um, you know, I'm a healthcare administrator and that is my passion. I've been in this field for more than a decade now. And I have worked at tertiary care hospitals, health centers, and now this is um, the most, the newest challenge for me. That is the mental health uh, domain which I'm still exploring and learning new things every day. But yes, I'm a healthcare administrator. That is who I am. Sounds like a very interesting avenue to to go after in healthcare. Can you maybe walk us through your educational journey that led you to becoming a healthcare administrator? What motivated you to pursue this? Yes, so this is a, a very twisted journey, I would say, because I did not start as a healthcare administrator. When I uh, after my school, I went to study dental surgery, and uh, I was a very happy dental surgeon. I practiced for some time, and then I realized, you know, maybe I can take a bigger challenge. I can make a difference to in a way the healthcare is being delivered across. And that is when I thought I should explore healthcare administration as a field and take pursue that as a career. And that was the changing point. And yeah, since then, so I studied full-time healthcare administration from India. My entire education has been in India. I worked there and then here I am. That's that's amazing. So you did all of your education in India. Did you do any over here? Because you you immigrated from India how many years ago? It's been exactly one year. Wow. Well, congratulations. It's been a year. That's awesome. How did uh, how did your background and experiences influence your educational journey and your career path as a healthcare administrator in Canada? What was there something that really was like, this is exactly why I need to do this? Uh, yes. So um, when I after my studies, when I started, I started as a junior medical coordinator. So where I was involved in clinical operations and quality work, like doing audit, uh, even handling patient complaints, managing the doctors, scheduling the doc- the OPDs and so on and so forth. So everything under the hat of medical administration, after which, you know, I have been under different roles, like starting a hospital from a project phase to operational phase. And uh, so it's like it has given me an exposure of multiple Oh, multiple hands you need and when you are handling medical administration and quality. So I would say when I migrated here, I realized that this is the profile which I really want to be in, continue. And if we say quality in healthcare, it is the same everywhere. We want the best for our patients or you know, or our clients, whoever we are serving. We want to provide the best of care. And it's no different wherever in the world you are. You want to follow the quality standards, the accreditation standards, which are meant for the healthcare bodies. And and there you are. And then there are ministry guidelines. So yes, if you are following all of that and ensuring you're compliant, you're good to go everywhere. Have there been some key changes or trends that you've seen in the healthcare industry that have influenced 
uh, your approach as a healthcare administrator? Uh, so I would say a lot has changed, especially after COVID. You know, we have gone into virtual uh, consultations and uh, there are patients are wanting to go for, you know, even though we are somewhat out of COVID, there are people who would still like to go, you know, have teleconsultation. So as healthcare administrators, it, it's our duty to prepare for what is coming. And then there is a digital transformation happening in healthcare. So we are behind our electronic health records. There is a lot happening in healthcare. So yes. So how many roles have you had as a healthcare administrator so far? Uh, so like I said, I started as a junior medical administrator. And um, that was my first role at a tertiary care hospital back home in India. And then after, after learning the basics, of administration, I moved on to my second role, which was starting off a mother and child care hospital, which was like from project space to starting off the clinical department, the outpatient and the inpatient. That was a learning experience in itself. After which the third assignment where I went to another tertiary care hospital where I was handling clinical operations and quality. That was during COVID times and that would, that was, I would say, the most challenging times because nobody was prepared for COVID. That was new for everyone. So, and to have, uh, to sustain, give quality care and to accommodate patients during that time was, was a challenging role, but it was a learning experience. I would say the most, um, the most enriched learning experience till date. So part of what we do with our, with our podcast is we like to try and give some advice or some insights for people that are looking to get into your career field. So mm -hmm. with the experiences that you have had, do you have mm -hmm. any advice or tips or tricks that you would like to give to aspiring healthcare administrators that are maybe in school right now or just coming out of school or getting ready to graduate in the next year? Okay, so yes, I would say starting a career or first of all, deciding a path is not easy. So once you have made up your mind that you, and you know this is your field, this is what you want to do, and if at all you have come from a different place, so I would just combine everything together and speak for everyone. The first thing is to embrace cultural competence. If you have, if you are an outsider, you've come here, you come with that mindset that okay, I have come to a new place. It is my duty to embrace the culture and be it the work culture or the diversity which is there in that place, which is actually you know the beauty of this place. It's, there's so many diverse cultures here, and you get to know everybody. But you have to be open to accepting it. That is what I would say. Don't come with any backlog and just come and embrace things. Let's next. I would say you know start building your professional network that that matters a lot even when you are a student or you are starting as a pressure that uh, you will realize you know how important it is once you actually start working and then it is it is your internal network which most of the time gives you the information you need or helps you with the projects you are doing even when you are doing a research you want people to participate so yes that is a very important part for everyone who is starting new build a professional network at last you know once you have you feel you have finished your studies but then then you should keep upgrading yourself always that you know it's learning never stops so seek educational opportunities go for certifications which you think will be helpful for you in your your growth or in your you know in exploring new avenues just and at last understand the healthcare system each country is different forget country each organization is different you know the the policies the values they follow it's all different so just try to understand the system wherever you are and be persistent that's what i would say at last 
you know, be persistent, things will work out. That is amazing advice. I think some of that can actually translate into multiple different areas, not even just healthcare administration. So thank you. So we're going to switch over a little bit into talking a little bit more about what you do at Youthdale. So can you tell us what drew you to work at Youthdale? Uh, so, um, Kelly, Util is a leading Toronto-based nonprofit organization and dedicated to children and young adults and their families who are struggling with complex mental health needs. And, you know, it's a very vital population. And uh, to recognize that they need mental health support in this case, especially the challenges which they go through in school, you know, in society, especially after COVID, when they have been inside for such a long time. It's it's such a vital population. They are growing. They are there is a lot of changes. So uh, to cater to that population has its own challenges and opportunities, of course. It's it's something which the society needs at this time. And at Dale, we provide level four and level five support to clients. In it. There are a lot of programs like secure treatment program, inpatient programs, day treatment. So I think this is a very broad spectrum. So you had mentioned that there are unique challenges and opportunities associated with what you do with Youthdale and that Youthdale focuses on providing mental health services to children and youth. Could you maybe discuss some of those challenges that are associated with administering healthcare in these in this demographic and how it would be different than say working with just straight like adults, adult programs? We were talking about challenges and opportunities in the field of mental health and especially talking about children and young adults. So, as I said, in UTL, we provide treatment and we cater to children. Mostly the age group which we cater to in different programs altogether is around 10 to 24, like acute support, transitional age unit, transitional psychiatry units, and then we have inpatient house too. Each program has a specified age group as well, but overall, this is the spectrum. And uh, this is the period, you know, which is very critical to their development, maybe physical, emotional, cognitive changes. And to address mental health in this population, it's it's a very sensitive and complex population, I would say. And uh, when a child moves from his or her house to live in treatment house, there is a uh, there's a lot of emotions involved within the family as well to take the family's emotions to work closely with them and to work with the client together itself as a it's challenge but then it's also helpful because you know we bring the families together it's it's an interdisciplinary work we bring the other specialists together and form a treatment plan which can work very well with the client you know they are they're going to be with us for almost five to six months so what is going to work for them and you know what other options should we explore this is uh challenging but we see like we have seen successful results so it is worth worth the challenge and the uh, the most challenging part with the highest high equity clients is you know, to prepare them for this transition when they're coming here to coming, going back to their home, going back to the school, facing the society and creating that balance between home life, society and school is to prepare them for that. That is challenging. And also, you know, it's it's nice to see them being prepared for that. So something that you had mentioned kind of back at the beginning of the podcast was how people are still so much into like virtual appointments and, and you know, the, the exchange of information is very digital now. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously been, you know, an in- 
an increasingly digital aspect to pretty much everything healthcare related, which can be a little bit scary when it comes to like privacy and security. So um, as a healthcare administrator, do you are there specific strategies that you employ to ensure the privacy and security of patient information? So like I said, you know, the digital healthcare industry is going through a digital transformation and it's, it's of utmost importance to recognize what are the challenges and potential risks associated with it. We, we bring in a new new technology, but then we also have to be prepared for the potential threats it's going to bring along. Uh, and, uh, you know, when, when clients and their families share their confidential data with us, they, they have sort of trust and faith that we're going to protect that data and use it for their benefit and use it to design the treatment plan which they need so it is a it is a big responsibility and it is it is it has we are trying to give it that importance which it deserves and taking all the measures to protect all the sensitive information so we have our policies around our around data security and privacy which you know all the staff members you know from across the programs they have to review while they're onboarding they are supposed to sign the confidentiality agreement and then we also have a dedicated privacy officer who oversees these matters related to data security and you know the pattern of work has changed a lot like i said patients want remote appointments same ways and most sometimes employees are also working in hybrid models so to access the patient's data when they are not in the office you know at home is it it's altogether a different, you know, IT related issue. And we're trying to put all that together and make the staff undergo constant training so they know what not to do when they are outside the office and what data to access. And then we also have access control. Like if I'm working in a particular program, I will have access to only those clients who are there. So I think that these are some of the controls we are trying to build to avoid any data leakage. And yes, constant training, data privacy measures through information technology. Yes. So all of it, you know, we are trying our best. It sounds like you're doing amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Could you share maybe a success story or an impactful moment in your career as the healthcare administrator at Youthdale that where you've maybe made a significant difference in the lives of the children and the youth that you've worked with? Uh, so yes, I would say like uh, um, the most significant change, we won't realize it's a significant change unless we are able to measure it. So at UDL, what we are trying to do is implement an evidence-informed and measurement-based care. So we know how our clients are performing. We are able to measure it and design the treatment plan or modify the treatment plan accordingly. You know, So to see that to see the results and you know, to visualize to have that qualitative data being matched with with quantitative data and and to get the results like we know we are doing our best but how do we see the results you know i say okay this client came with depression but at what level he or she was what was the score at that time what is it now at the time of discharge you know to be able to analyze that and see what results we are giving it's not just about giving results. It's it's also a morale boost for the staff. Okay, we are we are doing good work. You know, when we are able to protect that, we are able to we are able to you know, showcase that the, that the modalities we are using are actually making a difference to the clients. So yeah, I think that is where you know we have done. I, I can proudly say we have done great work. Yeah, it sounds like you definitely have done some amazing work there. Thank you. Yeah. So. We are coming to the end of our episode today. And my last question for you 
I am going to give you the floor because I would love to know if there's anything else that you would like to tell us about today. I would like to praise you guys because you're doing an amazing work bringing people people you know involved in healthcare delivery together you know most of the time people have this notion that healthcare means only only doctors only nurses no doubt they are wonderful and they form a major they are like the brains and the backbones but there are so many other vital elements which which need to be put together to form a efficient healthcare system you know i would say even like uh, there are paramedics there are front office staff there are administrators there is hr there's marketing in the in the organization everybody has a very important role to play in and in, in the healthcare industry without that it won't it won't thrive so you guys i see you guys you know focusing on each and every element bringing them together and giving them that the, the due Uh, that you coverage they they deserve it's it's amazing thank you thank you very much yeah we it's it's in our it's in our hearts across the company to just be this positive change in the healthcare industry and we just want to be a part of making connections that are going to last and um it's yeah it's a huge passion for the entire company and i know you know normally we have another uh, host with me normally james is here and i'm sure yeah. he could tell you like he could talk your ear off about it and he'd be just totally excited about um <laughs> what you just said so on behalf of caring support thank you so much i do appreciate um i appreciate you pointing out you know that we're doing doing good stuff because that's that's what we're here to do so thank you Kaylee I'm so I'm so happy to be here well <laughs> that yeah yeah well we're very thankful to have you to have you here today and that does bring us to the end of our episode and I want to extend my deepest gratitude to you um for being our incredible guest today and for sharing your insights and experiences with us I would also like to remind anyone that's listening to subscribe to the Caring Support podcast so that you can catch all of your all of our episodes with the incredible Dr. Madhumani Singh and everybody else that we have on our podcast. So together let's continue to learn, grow and be inspired by the incredible healthcare workers who shape our world. Thank you again for joining us today and until next time don't forget to do some self-care, show the healthcare workers in your life some love and keep having those really important conversations. Take care everyone.